Hello, I'm Carol Tonieri, Chief Curator at the Norton Simon Museum. Ruth Weisberg, a Los Angeles-based artist and the dean of USC's Roski School of Fine Arts, began a series inspired by Guido Cagnacci's stunning Baroque masterpiece, Martha Rebuking Mary for Her Vanity, painted sometime between 1660 and the Italian artist's death in 1663, and now hanging in the Norton Simon Museum. Weisberg's series includes some 20 paintings, monumental-sized drawings, and monotypes, and is the focus of an installation at the Norton Simon Museum from October 17, 2008, through March 2, 2009. In this interview, Weisberg talks about her relationship to Cagnacci's painting and how she's reinterpreted and transformed its message to her own. I hope you enjoy listening to this fascinating interview. What I'm doing with Cagnacci's work is really a reinterpretation, a commentary. I am not copying this. I am taking in what his intentions were, his subject matters, his composition, the way he painted, and in each case, I am making it my own. This is a much more interesting approach. It is a non-ironic approach. I'm very respectful. I think he's a great painter, but I am painting 400 years later. I am a person of a different culture and religion and nationality, and I'm not hiding that. In fact, it becomes a major part of the subject matter of my painting, is the difference. He is an artist who is drawn to the nude, to the sensual. This is a very sensual painting. But, of course, he needed a moralizing subject in order to paint a nude. And that you didn't have a big choice of moralizing subjects for female nudes. So you could do Mary Magdalene, or you could do Susanna and the Elders. What's different about this painting is that he's created a whole theatrical setup, and you have an additional two figures who seem to be operating almost like a Greek chorus. They're reacting to what's happening. They're looking back, and one looks very sympathetic or maybe even contrite. Sometimes she's identified as the figure of contrition, and the other figure is more critical, more skeptical, perhaps. I'm very aware of the differences between Guido and his frame of reference and myself. And I I really, this is part of what became the subject matter of the work. He believes in original sin. He's Catholic, Italian. I'm Jewish. I'm American. I'm a woman. And I don't believe in original sin. So the large painting that's called The Blessing has no figure of sin in it. Instead of having the pairing of the figure of virtue and the figure of sin, I've eliminated sin. It's not part of my theology. So I'm trying to very respectfully make some distinctive changes in terms of the image. Some of the issues that are so interesting for me in terms of the difference between a Catholic counter-Reformation artist and myself are, as I mentioned, original sin, which I don't believe in. And another is the idea that Mary Magdalene is being rebuked. I have actually changed this into a blessing rather than a rebuke. In Christian scriptures, as I understand it, Mary Magdalene 
is never really criticized, you know, for her finery or her materialism, nor is she depicted as a, a loose woman or a woman of ill repute. From my understanding, the church fathers in like the 4th or 5th century decided, or maybe they didn't do this consciously, but in any case, you know, here is this woman who gets to see the resurrection. That's a very major role and a great honor, really, in the story. Maybe it made these men uncomfortable. So we begin to get this story about Mary Magdalene, which is an invention. I mean, it isn't in the New Testament. It is an add-on, and it comes to color everybody's view of her. So here we have this painting of her. She's taken off all her clothes. She's repudiating her materialistic you know, her jewelry, her finery. You know, where does that story come from? And why is she being rebuked? So I don't want her to be rebuked. I've, I've decided to view her differently. She's this beautiful, thoughtful nude and is being blessed by her older sister, perhaps, or sometimes it looks more like herself, a, a kind of a projection of herself. I have a lot of feelings of personal connection with the subject matter as I interpret it. I very often put family members into my work. It's quite different to paint or draw over, especially a long period of time, people you know and love. You just tend to put more into it and you know their faces better, their moods, their humanity. You have more content to put into the painting. I have used my son, for example, for the figure of virtue in several of the paintings. My very beautiful daughter-in-law, Laura. You get to double the meaning or triple the meaning by using someone that you know who is in your own time. But at the same time, you're making reference to this other painting and the viewer has that reference so they can see the figure as Mary Magdalene or they can see it as Laura. When you are working on a painting, you're always in the painting. I have depicted myself several times, uh, usually as the figure of Martha, who's doing the blessing. It's a very caring figure. It seemed to me that if an age would be assigned, it would be an older person. So it allows me to really enter the painting in a very first-person kind of way. People seem delighted to kind of catch a resemblance. You know, to me, they'll come into the studio while I'm working and they'll say, oh, that's you. And it is me, but it also isn't me. So it's, it's all those possibilities that I think are so intriguing. The paintings are not conventionally painted in any way. They are mixed media. I'm using oil paints as washes, but I'm also using oil sticks and creating a surface that I hope will really seduce the viewer up close. I really want it to be tactile and very approachable, but when you get a little further away, it gives you a sense of space and almost a veiling of the subject matter so that you feel maybe that you could penetrate the surface and be part of it. In terms of the drawing, I use a lot of wax and graphite dust. This is, again, a very tactile material that has a lot of transparency. So very often what I look for in my materials is something that I can create form, but I can also create a surface and a depth that invite the viewer in. I do large-scale paintings on canvas. It's unstretched canvas which is unusual. Most painters use stretched canvas, which makes it a very neutral surface. I really want to emphasize the clothness. So I actually take my canvas to a sailmaker, and it's sewn on the edges, and it retains some of its wrinkles, and that's all what I want. I'm also working in monotype. It's a kind of hybrid drawing painting. You are painting on a plate. You can't paint too thickly. 
or thinly for that matter. You have to get it just right so that it'll transfer well to a piece of paper when it's run through a press. So you get some of the benefits of ink being pressed through a press. It has a special look and feel to it, but you have a kind of luminosity of a painting. So one of the ways of thinking about this series of paintings and drawings and monotypes is that I'm having a conversation with this long-dead artist. And for me, one of the miracles when you go into an art museum and you really have an aesthetic experience is that you are in this very direct contact with the artist. You are really with them. You, you're in their mind. You're in their decision-making process, why they chose this color or that line or that composition. That's amazing, you know, that we could leap those years and the differences in culture, and actually have this kind of mind melt with the artist. I really hope my viewers spend some time with the work. I think of this as slow art, you know, that it's really worth looking at over a period of time, which I think is incredibly true of what is on view at the Norton Simon. You know, you don't look at an old master and you take a few minutes and move on, and it doesn't have that kind of maybe shock value that some modern or postmodern art has, but it rewards the viewer's eye and your mind and your emotion so that you can approach it with all of those things and your own life experience. I don't expect that everyone will have the same reaction to the work. I hope that everyone will bring their own stories, their own histories, their own psychology, and that in essence completes the painting for me.